Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. morning. It is Tuesday, June 6th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're joining us today. So it seems like every other day for the past couple of weeks, somebody has been adding their name to the list. I'm running for president, too. Me, too. Look at me. But today, we've got a story of someone who announced... They're not running. That's a new one. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu said that he's not going to run for president. And he's not going to do that because he wants to keep the field of Republican candidates small, less crowded. Well, So this is what's interesting. There is a theory now, and and it probably there is merit to it. If your whole goal is to stop Donald Trump, that the reason Trump became uh, the Republican nominee in 2016 was there were so many people running, especially early on, that divided the field that Trump never, you know, until the very end, wasn't getting over 50% in many of these these states. He was getting, you know, 30% or 35% or 40%. And he was winning the majority of delegates because the field was so fractured. And so the theory is, well, if we just keep the alternatives limited to two or three viable people instead of having nine or 10 people on the stage, then people will, who are opposed to Trump will congregate and coalesce around one other, one other individual. Yeah. Okay. So the more people in the field, the more watered down it gets. And the the more that elevates Trump because he's in the lead. So that's what Chris Nunu is saying. Like he's not joining in because he doesn't want Trump to win. Yeah, so he was on CNN. He made this announcement yesterday. Chris Sununu, governor from New Hampshire. His brother was a U.S. senator there. His dad was a governor and the chief of staff to George uh, W. Bush. It's very similar. Not anymore, obviously, because time has gone on. But it would be the equivalent of, like, what Evan Bayh once was. You know, his Evan Bayh's father, Birch Bayh, was a U.S. senator. So it's, they're... they're what the Bai family used to be is what the Sununus are in New Hampshire. And I think this is fascinating. The guy just straight out. Now, this is a little longer than a clip we normally play, but I think people need to hear the whole thing to get an idea of what's going on. This guy straight up says, I'm not running for president because I'd rather talk about how bad Trump is than have to worry about talking about myself. Why won't you run? Well, you, when you look at what's happening out there, you obviously have a very large field. Um, I think the former president, Trump, is doing much better in the polls than folks thought. And when I looked at where my voice can be, how we make the Republican Party uh, bigger, the responsibility that I think I have in terms of focusing on the Republican Party and ultimately focusing on the the opportunities for the country um, and having a little more of a candidate, a little more unleashed voice and and getting folks to not just worry about, well, well, is it a vote for Chris Sununu? I'm not worried about that. I want more independence on the Republican Party team. I want more young voters on the Republican Party team. I am tired of losing U.S. Senate races and governor's races. And clearly, I I talk a bit candidly, I think, as, as folks appreciate, I think more folks within the Republican Party have to have that kind of voice, that kind of emphasis of message, and making sure that this is about the Republican Party, not just about the former president. But part of your decision is about the former president, 
right? Is it oh, sure. about the, the, the size of the field? There are 12, by the end of the week, there will be 12 candidates for the mm -hmm. Republican nomination. Yeah. And you're not going to be one of them, but you think that's too big? Well, it's, it's, look, I don't mind who gets into the field, but given where the polls are right now, every candidate needs to understand the responsibility of getting out and getting out quickly if it's not working. Uh, and I can be more candid about that as the governor of the first in the nation primary, calling candidates, candidates out saying, look, you gave it a try, you're still in low single digits, you gotta get out of the race. By and I'm when? not, and I'm not- By when, what's the deadline? Christmas at the latest. If we do what we did in 2016, you're gonna have a, somebody win this nomination with 35% of the Republican support. That, that's not where we should be as a party. That's not where anybody wants to be. But it's not just somebody for you, it's Donald Trump. Well, it is, but again, it's, it's somebody who is in the past. He, he served the country. Thank you for your service. We have to be a party in a country that goes forward. And if we're only talking about Donald Trump, then we're only talking about relitigating elections or January 6th. We're only talking about yesterday. But this is the United States of America. As a candidate, you've got to be, be what you're going to bring to the table, how you're going to change things, what you're going to do. And that's what gets people excited. Talk about what your plan is. Well, I just find it fascinating. That guy, and you've got to give him some credit. I, I, I mean, he is honest. I am most important thing I can do is stop Trump from being president. Now, obviously, I don't agree with that, but at least you find somebody who is willing to say it out loud mm -hmm. that I can't stand this guy and I don't want him to be president. And my time is better spent telling people why he shouldn't be president. And even if that means I'm not in the race, then that's a better. Hey, give the guy credit. We always say we want honesty from mm -hmm. our politicians. You got honesty right yeah, there. Yeah, he said uh, people don't want to relitigate the past, or he doesn't want to. And I feel like there's, you know, th there's a good people, a lot of Trump supporters who do want to do that, and that's why they're still on board with him. But he did go on to say that he plans to endorse, campaign, and support the candidate that he believes has the best chance of winning. However, he didn't say who that was. And like they mentioned, by the end of this week. 12 candidates vying for the Republican nomination. Well, well so think about this. If you, how about what we're talking about here? So if let's say you've got 12 people running and let's say three of them are at 1%. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's 3%. And then you've got three of them that are at 2%. Well, then that's an additional 6%. So now you're at 9%. Mm -hmm. And then you've got three more that are somewhere between 3 and 5%. Now, now you've you've coalition built, for lack of a better term. Right. You're getting 10 to 15% that could go to right. candidate B, right. and in for a, example. And in a primary where delegates are the thing, it's not the total vote, it's delegates, which are proportionally delegated based on vote total. So like when Iowa happens... Whoever wins doesn't just get everything. They divide it up based on the percentage of votes that you got. So in each state, even if you don't win, it's important to keep it close because the delegate count continues. So let's say you win Iowa and then you lose New Hampshire, but New Hampshire's close. Well, you're still right in the ball game because you have kept it close and your delegate count is going to be nearly equal to whoever the first place person is. So there's merit to it. I think it's weird that the, they're this obsessed over stopping Trump to the point where they're now organizing. Right. I mean, everybody's got their favorite, right? Like I like DeSantis better than Trump, but I'm not focused on stopping Donald Trump. Trump did fire back at Sununu. He said on his social media that Sununu never lifts a finger to help anybody but himself and that he has zero chance. And then Sununu said he's going to start calling out candidates. Well, who? Who's he going to call out? Is he going to say, uh, Mike Pence, 
Don't put your hat in the ring. Chris Christie, don't do it. Well, and that's, and we talked about this from the beginning. If it remains all these people in through the primary season beginning, it, Trump will probably win and it will probably be too late. If by, say, October or November, there start to be people like Chris Christie or Aza Hutchinson or even some of the bigger ones, maybe like Nikki Haley, who just don't want to get embarrassed and they get out and they throw their support like the Democrats did behind. Remember, that's what happened to Biden. Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee. Right. And then Biden got all those people to get behind him, Buttigieg and Klobuchar Mm -hmm. and the rest of the merry band of misfits. Yeah. And they all got behind the same guy. If that happens again, it could propel somebody like our B student ahead of our A student. (laughs) It is 13 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So are you having a hard time making ends meet? Well, if you were living in New York, the mayor there has a way that you can start making some money. His idea is to start boarding immigrants in your home. He wants to take some money and give it to people. You got a spare room, spare bedroom? Him first. Do you think he'll get in line first for that one? <laughs> These people he wants it. he does. That's what he said. He wants uh, to he wants to begin housing illegals in private residences. So they have so many illegal immigrants they have nowhere to put them. Mm-hmm. His the new thing now is if you'd like to make some spare change, don't get a second job, just house some illegal immigrants. Yeah, let's take a listen. and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, go to the faith-based locales, and then move to uh, private residents. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. uh, They have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those corporations come from outside our city. They have $4.3 billion to spend? By the way, more suspects on the FBI terror watch list have tried to cross into the U.S. in April than the entire time during Trump's term. And Gavin Newsom in California, he's threatening Ron DeSantis again with kidnapping charges over migrant flights to <laughs> Sacramento. Charges. Yeah, that's that's still a thing. It's 16 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Just take those old records home the shelf. I said, listen to them by myself. It is 19 minutes after 11. 
You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we've been talking a lot about Donald Trump, one guy who's definitely not on the Trump train. That's Todd Young, our senator. He has come out and said that he will not endorse Donald Trump. And he is recently saying that diplomatically we've overplayed our hand. And he was speaking. We haven't heard from Todd Young in a while, so I thought it'd be a good idea to Why are you doing this to see me? what he has to say. Why would you do say. this to me? He was speaking about Iran, and he said that they export terror and instability, not just across the Middle East, but throughout the world. And then he pressed the Biden administration about their lack of strategy in regards to confronting them and also to strategically compare with global challenges in the Middle East. In the face of these advances, I have yet to hear the administration articulate a clear policy towards the regime in Tehran that utilizes every tool in our unilateral and multilateral toolbox. This is not an Iran hearing, but these concerns and our discussion today is educated by the lack of answers the Senate received two weeks ago and because Iran's attempts to upset regional security manifest themselves in many of the decisions we make about policy and budgetary priorities. Boy, if you want to be put to sleep, don't get one of those white noise things anymore. Just ha- let's put that guy on a recording. So him and uh, Marco Rubio, they reintroduced a bill to impose sanctions in that area, uh, providing support to Hamas. And I also thought it would be interesting to hear, you know, Nikki Haley. She had her CNN town hall the other day. And um, so where does she stand on Ukraine? She says that it is in America's best interest for Ukraine to win the war against Russia. You remember Donald Trump was asked that question, who he thought he wanted to win, and he kind of didn't answer the question. Uh, She says that we, as Americans, we have to see this through. And I thought it was interesting that I got this clip off of Vivek Ramaswamy's account. He's the one who tweeted out her answer. Let's listen. What we need to understand is that Ukraine has the ability to win. But we have to think bigger than that. And for them to sit there and say that this is a territorial dispute, that's just not the case. To say that we should stay neutral, it is in the best interest of America. It's in the best interest of our national security for Ukraine to win. We have to see this through. We have to finish it. Okay, so Ron DeSantis said it was a territorial dispute. Donald Trump um, said something along the lines of he wants just the war to stop. Nikki Haley saying that it's in America's best interest for Ukraine to win the war, which means to me, she's on the side of more money going in that direction. And I don't know if you heard about this, Rob, but I thought of you because the governor from Texas, Greg Abbott, yes, he set a goal for himself and his administration saying that he wishes to entirely eliminate homeowners' property taxes within oh, the state. Oh, well, what, 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 what do we have here? Yeah. So he said it's possible to do this through increased tax revenue oh. gained through the growing Texas economy. So you mean, Casey, when you get increased revenue to the Treasury mm-hmm. and you don't use it like it's going out of style to participate in legalized vote buying and you actually properly budget and plan with that money and use it for essential government services only, then you might have extra money left over by which you can reward the taxpayers of the state. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you like that idea? But this is really important, right? There is the money to do this here. 
Absolutely without discussion. There is the money to do it here. The issue is the money gets used by Indiana politicians for legalized vote buying on all sorts of other things that benefit select people and not the majority of the people. Think about if you just took, just took the $500 million in the current budget that the General Assembly has allocated to uh, Eric Holcomb to continue to strong arm farmers out of their land to give sweetheart real estate deals to mega corporations. Think on just that one item alone, how much you could help people with their property taxes. Right. $500 million. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Eric Holcomb, you know where he is right now. He's not here. No. Let's leave him wherever he is. How about that? Can we <laughs> revoke his passport? He's doing that travel junket. He's going uh, in Portugal and France. And while he's there, he's going to go do the uh, Le Mans auto race. Isn't that nice? Oh. He's there drumming up business for the state of Indiana. Do you think that if he drums up enough business, it will affect the Indiana economy and then we can do away with property taxes here? You want to talk about a guy who just loves not only being out of the state, but out of the country. Out of the country. He gets, I mean, this is amazing that this guy became the face of the Republican Party. He gets immense joy in being out of the country, which is why he goes all the time. And no, Casey, it doesn't matter how much money he brings in. It wouldn't matter if he brought a trillion dollars in. They would find a way to spend it because that's what the Republicans in this state do. They spend money. Okay, one last thing. Taylor Swift, and I'm surprised, oh. Rob, that you put this on the no, template. No, I put this for a reason. Oh, so no. So don't, don't, oh, Casey, you're killing me because you're the one who added this on here. Uh, you've got Taylor Swift's next song. So she broke up with her dude after two months. And uh, <laughs> this is just days after what? He was spotting kissing another dude. I love this article. The article says that Taylor Swift is single again. It's not clear why the pair have split. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe because her boyfriend was kissing another man. So this guy, uh, yes, she was with this guy for two months, apparently. Mm -hmm. And he was recently spotted, I guess, kissing a security guard at an event, mm -hmm. is my understanding. Look, Taylor Swift is a train wreck. <laughs> Okay, I, I am always amazed at these people who shell out a gajillion dollars to go to her show. Oh, it's so insightful and amazing, and she 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 speaks right to my soul. Well, if your soul is that you are a colossal train wreck who repeatedly just has the same thing happening to you over and over and over again based on the people you choose, then okay, I guess. But my goodness, what a disaster this woman is. Many people like her music a lot as they listen to it to mend their broken heart. Have you heard about the people that have been getting amnesia at her concerts? Like they're like blacking out, forgetting the entire experience. <laughs> it's just, it's like the Beatles, right? It's just, they become overcome with emotion. But uh, so she said that she had fun with this fella. It was always casual but they're no longer romantically involved. How so old? here comes another song from her about how, this guy. How old is Taylor? She's gotta be in her mid thirties, right? Taylor Swift. I'm gonna Let's guess see. 28. No way, she's way older than 20. I'll say 33. Okay. All right, uh, Price is Right rules. 33, exactly, I didn't oh, know that, I didn't look, good. I didn't cheat. Very so good. she is a 33-year-old woman mm -hmm. who has been doing the same song and dance since she was 18 years old. <laughs> You're 
you're she's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling 22. It, it's always someone else's fault. It's always someone else to blame, whether it's the other woman or the man himself. She's been wrong. You pick these people. You pick disasters because you're a disaster. <laughs> and somehow, I don't know how, whether it is through hypnosis, mass national hypnosis mm-hmm. or amnesia or sedative or what you've been able to convince millions of people Mm -hmm. that you are some sort of poet or insightful person. No, you are just some angry, scorned woman. (laughs) And I don't get it. It's financially working out very well for her. She's done great. (laughs) She is is not looking, she is not price checking anything when Mm -hmm. she does her online grocery shopping. Absolutely. By that standard, a total success. But what a disaster. (laughs) What a disaster. I like her music. All right, Elon Musk is in the news and we're going to get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. Eleven thirty-three. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. Now, Rob Kendall, I know that you have a, a very, very large wallet. Can I say something real quick though? Yeah. Before I get into this, yeah. Vic said this in the YouTube chat what? about how good I am at ages. You mm-hmm. know, when we do ages, right. I'm usually very close. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not cheating. <laughs> I used to really notice people's appearances. <laughs> but you don't do that anymore. I don't notice people's appearances anymore, mm-hmm. but I used to really, 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 really notice people's appearances. Mm-hmm. Some might have even called me a very shallow person. <laughs> and as such, I got really good. I guess in ages? Yes. Yeah. And what sort of, I'm not going to say what sort of income level it might be required to approach and be successful with someone. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I kind of... Uh, Casey will vouch for this. I'm a very observant person. Yes, you are. I am a, I'm a many types of person, and one of those things is Well, observant. you did guess Taylor Swift's age right on the money. Well, yeah, because I am. I used to have that. I used to really notice people's appearances, and that's one of... While I don't... I don't outwardly notice it anymore. I, it's just one of the things that has stayed with me is I'm pretty good at being able to guess. Yeah. One of your many talents. Whether I could have legally bought this person a drink or not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Now we're getting down to yeah, business. Yeah, that's funny, Kevin. You that's keep laughing at that. That's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one of your other talents is mixing drinks, I hear. Yeah. I'm, uh, You're I'm, getting pretty good at I'm that. I'm elevating in the bartending world. Are you, are you doing like the Tom Cruise, the cocktail, doing the shaker and flipping? bottles in the air, Here's that sort what, of thing? So I have a second job, for those who don't know, and one of the j- things it requires occasionally is that I uh, serve as a bartender. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm great at, Casey. I'm a mediocre drink maker. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. I can quickly Google something, if it's something <laughs> I'm unsure of, and yeah. given my just incredible gift of gab, yeah. I was so good yesterday, Casey, I got a tip on some guy buying a Powerade. Really? How about that? Wow, I need Good. to stop by and get a drink. Well, and I'm I pretty, will tip well, my friend. The uh, the level of charisma you're going to get from this bartender is just, it's off the charts. And who wouldn't want to hang out with me? But except yeah. for when Kevin shows up, he's going to have you make the drink and then tip you <laughs> not to talk. Yeah, true. And you got to make that drink extra strong. Here's what I gotta I'm, get through well, this. here's what I'm thinking about on uh, as a new career path. What's that? Would be, because you know I have done this before where 
I've allowed people to hire me to be their driver. Right. And I've driven them to concerts mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're a very responsible DD. And you get to hang out with me and yeah. we, you know. And who wouldn't want that? Shoot the breeze. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking maybe I will move this into the bartending world mm-hmm. where if you're having a house party or something of that nature where you need somebody to kind of just man the bar and give the perception of, hey, this is a high-class event, Mm -hmm. that I will stand back there, crack your beers for you. I can make the low-level, non-intense drinks. So rum and coke. And yeah, and you basically basically get... You know, to hang out with local celebrity Rob Kendall for uh-huh. the evening. Has anybody come into the bar and asked you to make a drink that you don't know how to make? Like- uh, I did, but here's where I got I lucked out. This was Saturday. They asked for it, and they said, can you f- make fill-in-the-blank? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, they prefaced it first by saying, I'm going to go pay for my golf. I'll be right back. Can you make fill-in-the-blank? Mm-hmm. And I wanted the money, so I said, well, sure. And then I realized I had the time to Google how to make the thing while he was paying for his golf. So by the time he came back, it you was look, you were brilliant. spot on. You looked brilliant. The thing I do struggle with is not putting the same amount of alcohol in the drink for the business that I would put in my own drink. Oh. Like you can't just your close your- drink, you'd go a little You heavy. can't just close your eyes and begin pouring. Right. No, there's a measured amount. Yes. So mm-hmm. that is the one thing I do struggle has with. Any, has anybody come in and asked you to make a drink- like I, I think I would, I would be a problem for you. Oh, well, you've been a problem for me for a long time. I would. Be oh, a, you're talking about drinks. Yes, I would be a bigger <laughs> problem for you as a bartender because this is something that I do often. Yes, uh, when I'm out and about. If I'm like, well, I want a coffee drink, but I, because I want to be a wide awake drunk. Mm-hmm. So I want a coffee drink, but I want some alcohol in it. So yeah. I'll tell the bartender, surprise me. Yeah. You know, so what would you come up with? If I were to say, Rob, I want a coffee drink, but throw something in there to give it a kick, make it leaded. What would you put in there? So you want. Yeah. See, you would know how to handle it. Well, me. it's a golf course. I don't have coffee laying around Casey. It's not a Starbucks. Would it be a liqueur? Some type of liqueur that you Very put good, in there? Kevin. Like Very good, Kevin. Inter- international man uh-huh. popping in oh, here. I know all about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Something like Bailey's or Frangelico. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Irish yeah. cream. Kahlua, yeah. See, I'm going to hire Kevin. Yeah, perfect. Not you. I really don't yeah. want to work for you. I don't <laughs> want to be holding to you in any shape, form, or fashion. I'm coming for your job. <laughs> okay, well, Elon Musk, this guy, he doesn't have to work a day in his life again. He has once again reclaimed the top spot as the world's richest person. So Bloomberg comes out with their daily rankings of the daily because that's how much it fluctuates. Yes. And they put this list out of the world's 500 richest people. And uh, just before Elon Musk stepped on his private jet to jet from Texas to Beijing, he found out the good news. Oh, he's number one again, right? He's number one. He's got more money than anybody. And this still after Twitter has lost a third of their Amount it, isn't it fascinating? I believe it was the great philosopher Nelly who once said, <laughs> "I am number one. Mm-hmm. Two is not a winner, and three nobody remembers." Mm-hmm. So number two is that French billionaire again, Bernard Arnault, <laughs> who's the CEO of luxury goods. Um, isn't it? Um, oh, what's the company? So Bezos isn't even one or two now. No, Bezos isn't on the. Well, Louis Vuitton—that's the name of the company that the French guy owns. Um, but yeah, does it say who's three? Uh, 
no, it does not. So Bezos is. Uh, that amazes me that he is no longer one or two. But it does. Oh no, no, no. Bezos is three. Bezos and is three. Bill Gates is four. Okay, so the usual suspects, just in various order. It's mm-hmm. like it's like running a race, you know, like an IndyCar race. You you know who's going to be at the top. Maybe you just don't know in exactly what order they're going to finish. Those guys jockey for position. Yeah. But it does come back to what we talked about last week with. Twitter losing that value. He doesn't care. Right. He it, it, like it's irrelevant. Oh my gosh, Twitter, Twitter could be worth zero. It would not matter to him. Now it might matter to the people who are in in on that investment with him. It would matter to his Tesla investors, I'm sure. It, probably, but he's so ridiculously rich. And here's what's fascinating about Elon Musk. I don't know if Casey you weren't here. It was when the other blonde lady worked here. But uh a couple of years ago, it came out that Elon Musk was forced by Tesla, or strongly encouraged, or whatever word you want to use, to sell all of his properties, like his physical locations that he lived at, because he was so cash poor. And this was at a time they were Tesla was doing some big advance that they said it was is concerning that the the largest shareholder in this company has so few actual liquid assets. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about it, it's just a reinforcement. When we talk about oh, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world on paper. Right. Most of these people aren't all... Now, could they execute that into immense wealth? Yes, but they're not actually walking around with... $100 bills? Yeah, well, he may have $100 bills, but he's not working, walking around <laughs> with $100 billion or yeah. whatever whatever the number is. Well, and he doesn't have access to it right away. Right. Yeah, he'd have to go get it all Can you imagine first. the damage I could do if I was as rich as Elon Musk? <laughs> What would you do if you were as rich as Elon Musk? I don't even know where I'd begin. Right. Well, I do you know. You can't where, even fathom no, no, that do, sort I of wealth. I do know where. I know you would rent the building downtown so you could hang a sheet out. Yes. To that make, is the you know, very first thing I would do. The right. building where the subway and the lock millers is mm-hmm. uh, across from the government center slash state house. I would absolutely walk in there, say, take me to your owner. And I would say, what is the price for this building? And I would buy it and evacuate it, and I would own it for the sole purpose of putting a giant sheet mm-hmm. out the window that says Holcomb and Todd Young suck, right. so that every day when people drove into the State House and Government Center, see that. they would see that. Yeah, but besides that, that scale of money, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Oh, I would find things to do with myself. You'd continue working, though, wouldn't you? Well, I, yes, because this is this is sport. This is club sport for me. Right. You would be out of here, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be permanent vacation city. Can I'd you, say, have fun. Can you imagine all the Sports Illustrated your mans could acquire? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said, wait, wait a minute, let's back up the conversation if I had that kind of money. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why you're bringing that we into the conversation. Uh, so Ron DeSantis, changing the subject at 1143. Uh, Ron DeSantis is criticizing now Donald Trump for not firing Anthony Fauci. Oh, so, here we go. Yep, so he's he's punching back, right? He put out a 44-second video, and uh, it was it was kind of like an apprentice style, you're fired. Well, we, have to, we talked about one of the things DeSantis, I think, is going to have to do especially as you know you kind of move along on this and you hit a wall so to speak in terms of being able to pick up low-hanging fruit of people after you make your announcement etc who might otherwise vote for you is i think you got to hold the mirror up on the on the only trump voter and if they're going to vote for trump they're going to vote for trump but you've got to make them own hey you're voting for the guy who did a a b and c we've talked about those things and one of those things is this is the guy trump 
who emboldened and promoted and propped up Anthony Fauci for his little reign of terror. And I think, so. if I look, if I were a candidate, fair game. Mm-hmm. Trump needs to own that. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if it hurts him in the, in the polls. Well, and here's Ron DeSantis doing it. He said, we refuse to let our state descend into some type of Fauci dystopia where people's livelihoods were ruined and their freedoms were curtailed. Of course, this is all stemming from when Donald Trump was saying that more people died in Florida than they did even in New York. And then and now DeSantis is firing back. And at what point, Rob, do these two start turning towards Biden and away from each other. I don't think they do. I don't, I don't think they do for the foreseeable future because this is going to get so, it's going to be so great for us, Casey. It'll be terrible for actual the Republican Party, but I don't really care about the Republican Party at all. This will be, these two are going to rip each other to shreds because you've really got, I mean, you think about Trump, this is it for Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he loses, especially in a primary, again, he's totally toast. And DeSantis has risked everything. Well, it's almost it for him, it, too. Does he have a path? It's a fair point. You know? like it's a fair he, point. He was a senator or a congressman and governor, and if he loses this, yeah. he's got to find a new Yeah, I can't wait. I'm very gig. excited for this. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It is 10 minutes in front of 12. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Just came across this. I thought it was interesting. Uh, This article saying that Bud Light needs to come up with a contingency plan. And uh, retailers are going to start reallocating the shelf space in grocery stores for other products. So you, how did you word this during the break? You said said something like Bud Light only has so many months... Right. Bud, Bud Light may only have a few months left to sustain their market loss is what it is. So usually the way it works during the break is Casey will give me very important information for our show and I will <laughs> just be half paying attention and go, OK, sure. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's part of the surprise element of doing our show. I have no idea what we're going to talk about when the segment starts. And, surprise! You know, and, 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 and I was doing what I usually do. And Casey said, Bud Light may only have a few months left. And I thought you were going to say to live. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say Bud Light may only have a few months left to kind live. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, if their sales keep going in the direction <laughs> they've been going, uh, they're saying that the retailers are going to give up their space in the stores. There's no way there'd be a world where Bud Light doesn't exist, would it, there? Maybe not not exist, but not have the shelf space that they're currently allocated, right? Like, they may get less and less. Man, I caught myself the other day. Some guy came in and, you know, hey, what do you want? And, you know, he's doing a six-pack, but he's doing a mix and match, and he's mm-hmm. going through, and then he goes, and and three three Budweiser's. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself because I thought, okay, this guy's entitled to drink whatever he wants, but I could tell I was starting to form the are-you-sure look on my 
<laughs> but it was not a Bud Light, but it was still Budweiser. Yeah. Who runs Bud Light, right? I mean, sure. it's the same yeah, company. Yeah, still Anheuser-Busch. Well, they're saying that that space may go to Coors or even Yingling instead. I'll tell you what, Coors, this is total anecdotal evidence. And so I'm basing it nothing other than the little pocket of the world in which I live. Coors seems to be the big winner out the of the, out of, out of the yeah. Bud Light fiasco. That and Modella. I yes. mean, they're saying that that could be like the number one beer in the country. The other one, too, is McUltra mm-hmm. for some reason. And That's I the never, one with low calories. I, I Yeah, I, but it seems like there's a lot more of those now that get ordered. Yeah, instead of your Budweiser. Okay, let's talk about Tim Scott. He was defending Republicans' record on race issues, and he received... Pretty much a lecture from the ladies on The View. Oh. And he slammed them for their disgusting rhetoric about black children in America. Nothing nothing makes men want more than to be lectured to by a bunch of women. So he went on the show, and while he was on the show, he even claimed that they were cutting to commercial break every time he was trying to make a good point. Do we have some audio of this? Yes, we do. We've got some audio of him. This is uh, Tim Scott running for president. Uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show is because of the comments that were made, frankly, on this show, that the only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive, disgusting message to send to our young people today, that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, but, I can't but it Im- is. But it's not, actually. Here's, here's, it's been here's 114 my, years. Yeah, so, so the fact of the matter is we've had an African-American president, African-American uh, vice president. We've had two African-Americans to be secretaries of the state. Uh, in my home city, uh, the police chief is an African-American who's now running for mayor. The head of the Highway Patrol for South Carolina is an African-American. Still in, 19, in 1975, um, there was about 15% of employment in the African-American community for the first time in the history of the country. It's under 5%. Okay, so he went on to say that his, that the rhetoric that they were saying was disgusting and he called it offensive and dangerous and that it sends young people today the wrong message. And Joy Behar, I don't know if you remember this, but she was claiming that he wouldn't be Republican if he really understood race issues. And noticeably, Joy Behar was absent the day that he oh how appeared, convenient appeared how on the convenient, show. Casey, probably yeah. a big giant coincidence. Yeah, and saying that you know they keep going to commercial breaks every time he keeps trying to talk. So, well, there you go. Let's uh, let's review one last thing. Dolly Parton, can you imagine this woman is in the Guinness Book of World Records for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten different things. I can think of one of them. (laughs) Wait, what? And she was just entered in the Guinness Book of World Records for three more things. Longest span of number one hits Uh on the country chart. Most studio albums released by a female country singer. Uh Uh-huh. And also most most top ten entries on the country album chart. You know, Dolly Parton is an amazing person because she is one of the few people in entertainment who for her entire career, which is obviously what, 40 plus years now, 50 years, mm-hmm. whatever it's been now, universally loved. Right. Like nobody dislikes Dolly Parton. Democrats, Republicans, apathetics, everybody likes Dolly Parton. And even with all of the stuff that she did, you know, she raised a lot of money to make those vaccines happen. 
But even through all of that, people still like her. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like it came from a good place before she knew. I don't have that gift. I waved goodbye to that a long time ago. Something they'll never say about me. And the thing about Rob Kendall is... It came from a good place. Everybody likes him. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Graham, who is training today. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Have a great day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.